The podcast which you are about to hear is an account of a tragedy which befell a group of three middle-aged men, in particular Jeff Garcia and his impotent brother Ralph Sheriff. It is all the more tragic that they were in the act of cunnilingus, but have they lived very, very long lives they could have not expected, nor have wished to see as much as a mad and macabre as they were to see that day. For them, an idyllic podcast night became a nightmare. The events of that day were to lead to the discovery of one of the most bizarre crimes in the annals of American history, deep in the horror of Texas. Hi, my name is Amanda Wiss. Bill Mosley. Daniel Harris. Dick Warlock. George Romero. Dave Hodder. Robert England. Ronnie Blakely. And you're listening to Deep in the Horror of Texas. With your hosts, Jeff, Nathan, and Ralph. Welcome back to another episode deep in the heart of Texas. I'm Jeff. I'm Nathan. And this is Ralph. Um, we're kicking off this uh, new series. We're going with the uh, infamous Texas. Halloween. Oh, shit. No, no. <laughs> My notes are wrong. <laughs> I got fucking vetoed till next year. Oh. Uh, we're going to talk about the infamous Texas Chainsaw Massacre series. Yeah, concluding with the new one that they got coming out here. In 2017, October. Yeah, it's called uh, The Leatherface. The second movie titled Leatherface. Yeah. Is it the Leatherface or Leatherface? It's Leatherface. I actually yeah, no, just the just this Leatherface. <laughs> yeah, so it's just Leatherface yeah. quotations. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, because the other one was Leatherface Texas Chainsaw Massacre Part Three. Ah. Correct. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> this one's just Leatherface. Leatherface. I can't wait to actually see it, man. Uh, God, I hope it's better in Texas 3D. I think anything could be better than Texas. I mean, that was bad. Besides was, that, uh, uh, Alexandria Diadario's fucking hot bod she's running gorgeous. All around that. Yeah, she's gorgeous. But we're not talking about that one. We're talking uh, about this one with Marilyn Burns. We're, we're, what's good though is we will get to it. Yeah, we're talking about this one with uh, hippie nips all oh, over the place. Nineteen seventy four, shot on sixteen millimeter by the late Toby Hooper, Texas Chainsaw mm-hmm. Massacre. Yeah, I know we always do this, but we're always we're gonna stick with it. Uh, when was the first time you were able to catch this, Nate? Like, uh, 12. 12? Yeah, I, th- I believe I saw it at 12, 13. My brother was away at college uh, in Flagstaff, Arizona. Now, was this a cable or VHS? Oh, it was at 100% VHS. Sweet, really. dude. But uh, me and my couple of my buddies fucking got together 
Um, and we were watching it in the living room, which we had this big sliding glass door. And, you know, like I said, my brother was away to college. Well, he surprise visited us. And it was like right as the kids started going into the house and getting clipped, fucking my brother banged on the back door oh, and fucking scared the shit out of us, dude. Oh. So, like, I always have that memory of this, you know, tied to that film. But uh, it's a great fucking movie. Um, oh, Ralph, can you take us back a little bit? <clears throat> uh, well, to be honest with you, yesterday, uh, yesterday, <laughs> uh, nah, the I've seen the movie in bits and pieces. Like I can tell you all the major parts that happens into it. If you were to ask me, like, okay, put all those scenes in chronological order, I'd have no fucking idea. Yeah. Like I'd look at you dumbfounded. But I could tell you each of the kills. I could tell you how they happened. I could probably tell you in what order some of them happened in because of the settings in the background, but I didn't actually get to fully watch it until here a couple of days ago whenever I sat down and actually got to watch it here with Nate. Like, I, I guess you could say I've got my first taste of it as a whole a couple of days ago, but as in like every bit, every little piece, like the all the different killings, the very end, all that stuff I've seen over the course of multitude of years. Yeah, I mean, if yeah. you watch cinema... Yeah, if you've if There's you watched probably a hundred movies out there that have clips of Texas Chainsaw. Yeah, oh, of course. Yeah. YouTube, so. Netflix, you name it. I've I've seen it somewhere. Actually, the movie that brought me into watching this was Summer School. Really? With uh, Mark the Chainsaw Brothers. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. Uh, well, fuck. What were their names? I don't know. I just remember them being like the Chainsaw Brothers, and that was like their the film they showed yeah. to the class, and yeah. they were all special effects geeks. So I was always like, "Oh fuck!" Like I, you know, I love that summer school movie. I, love, yeah, I can't remember classic. anybody in it, but and the uh, guy goes to the bathroom, just never. Yeah, he's like, "The my zipper was stuck." <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> have you a argue with a seven foot dude, like <laughs> not gonna go there. Mm-mm. So um, yeah, I mean that movie actually like. I saw that when I was like eight or nine. I was like, what is this fucking movie? And yeah. You know, found my way to it. That's awesome. It should um, have been much earlier, but it was. So for you, you don't have like a wealth of like years invested with this series. Like you have years invested with like Halloween, yeah. Friday 13th, Friday Jason, 13th, all stuff, Halloween, but not like Leatherface. Yeah. Like Leatherface, Jason. no. I didn't like, I could tell you more about the remake by Platinum Dunes. I can tell you more about that movie than I can about any of the predecessors before that. Gotcha. Because I I'd watched the fuck out of the of uh, the remake and I just never got around to watching the the originals. Gotcha. So and I feel bad because they're they paved the way for the horror slashers that we know today. You guys like hell like OG days with Deep in the Horror. That was one of your first episodes with Texas Chainsaw, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, I think it was like our second episode. Yeah, y'all had done like a small like retrospect over the entire series. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and that's what I found weird is that even with uh, Travis and Aaron, it was like it was a series that nobody, you know, like Hellraiser, it was like one of those series that everybody watches every Friday 13th. Everybody watches every Halloween. You try to. But with Texas Chainsaw Massacre, it's like you don't really meet too many people that just said, yeah, I've seen them all. Yeah, no, because it's either the, the next first gen- and the remakes. Yeah, because mm-hmm. either the next generation gets away from them, or they don't even know about a part three, or they hated part two, or stuff like that. You know, there's bits and pieces where people just shied away from. Yeah, I had a relative that bootlegged uh, VHS back in the day, so I remember going to their house and family was just like uh, having dinner or something like that, and a bunch of my cousins and stuff we were stuck in the room trying to find a movie to uh, watch. And there was one that was like uh, episodes of uh, like Night Court or something like that. Or people, uh, was it Night Court with Bull and stuff like that? Yeah. Yeah. So it was John like, Larroquette. Yeah. It was like yeah. weird little shows and stuff like that where he had, you know, just like pirated or bootlegged. And then Texas Chainsaw Massacre was on a boom. And uh, it was just written on there and we popped it in. And the way it 
you know, begins, you think it's like a true story. So it threw us off. And then the film would just open up to like, you know, like, wow. Like I seen it at such a young age, it was like really of nothing I've ever seen before. Mm-hmm. So as we get into that, I guess we can get more into our takeaways of like seeing something like this. It's approached nowadays as faux documentaries. Uh, Blair Witch does is uh, you know kind of opens us up to like the shaky cam stuff, mm-hmm. but this actually took a step in the right direction of like kind of like not really half-assing the slasher. We kind of got thrown into more of uh, developed characters. You're dealing with a brother and sister that were going to go visit a a uh, family's farm to go like go swimming to a, at well, a they're visiting the cemetery to check on their grandpa's remains, make sure it wasn't raided, and by that situation, so the yeah. farm was nearby yeah. near a watering hole. And they said, "Hey, that'd be cool. We can go swim." But at this time, there was like a the gas shortage situation, where they kind of allude to kind of mm-hmm. vaguely. So <clears> you <throat> just pretty much create this whole scenario of like being somewhere you're not too familiar with, and like stumbling upon like just basically like a fucking cottage of hell it's fucking amazing actually i i'm gonna retract i did see this earlier i just remembered i just you were saying like your relatives had it my grandfather owned this movie and i didn't watch the whole thing but i watched like the first like 45 minutes of it and i was like the the i had i have this crazy cousin fucking thought he was jesus and shit but he always uh <laughs> that's normal the solar flares yeah. and shit he uh was like this is what it's like to be on acid and you know, he was like a weird fucking Charles Manson loving kind of dude. Like he was stuck in the 70s. Yeah, weirdo. But uh, yeah, he he popped this movie in and we watched about half of it before my parents got there. And we're like, what the fuck? And so and I was like eight when I was introduced to it. And that was like the biggest takeaway from like the beginning with the John Larroquette narration intro. And then that scene of uh, the solar flares. Yeah, the solar the flares. Flash of the camera. I mean, all this was so abstract, you know, it's like you're watching something. It's not all pretty like Exorcist. It's not as stylized and beautiful as The Shining. You're wa- walking into something that's just like, it feels dirty. It feels like taboo. That's it, funny. Me and my yeah. wife were just talking about that. She's like, you know, the one thing I love, and she attests this to uh, only part one and three. Yeah. Actually, she's like, it just is realistic and gritty. She's like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know how to describe it, but there's like a, this uh, dirtiness to it. And I was just like. Fuck, I, I never really noticed that. But yeah, it's it's definitely there. When I was watching it last night with Ralph, I was just like, fuck. Like, I just was overwhelmed. Like, I fucking love this movie. I watch it. I try to watch it every couple of years. But every couple of years that I return to it, it like comes back in my top five favorite films. Like, just, yeah, I don't know why. It's weird. What I always go back to is like how weird the Sawyers are, how weird these characters are. The hitchhiker, the cook, uh, Leatherface himself—they're just like you're—they're—they're they're your non-typical maniacs. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody has their own niche of being just mm-hmm. sadistic and cruel, and it's just—it's a different kind of crazy. Like we talk about the junior, you're fucked up the door again. I mean, there's unique quirks that aren't meant to be funny, but the normality of their insanity becomes this black comedy but mixed in with just pure horror which yeah. is just awesome that toby hooper and kim were able to uh create this fucking world they thought they were making a satire black comedy on american life american uh family values gotcha and it just was the most horrific fucking family ties fucking bullshit you can see like it like literally 
Toby Hooper was just like, I don't understand. Like, this is a comedy. And people are like, no, this is like the most terrifying film ever fucking made. And he was just like, what do you mean? Like, I don't understand. Like, it, it, back at that time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, it completely took the United States by fucking storm. There was nothing like this. I mean, people got to understand this, as we said, I don't know, a couple of podcasts ago, this is the grandfather of horror and psycho or of slasher and psycho is like the grandmother like so if you take psycho and yeah there's some other fucking movies in between that had killers and this and that but it it didn't it didn't stand out it didn't hit a nerve with american americana culture you know because this being like 74 you gotta imagine like this is predates sean cunningham uh west craven west craven was still doing uh last house on the left and stuff like that when did that come out was that 70 it was in the 70s 77 yeah a couple years so it was still dated in the 70s so nobody had really gone with this idea or or genre of like pushing a slasher like this Mm -hmm. i mean the closest we did have is like you said like psycho well, it's just uh, for people back then when they saw it, they imagined things that weren't even happening, you yeah. know, like the uh, hang on the hook scene. Everybody's like, oh, my God, you know, that's such a fucking terrifying, horrific scene. Yet there's not one drop of blood in that entire scene. And I think that's what alludes a little bit, like you said, to John Carpenter's Halloween and stuff, mm-hmm. because everything else was more of a New York dirty uh, exploitation film like Maniac and stuff like that, yeah, where you Carpenter are, made it beautiful. Where you're making these films that are like gore, gore, gore sake for you know the sake of gore. You know, it's like they were exploita- exploitation films, but this walked the line of like, I'm gonna give you a real story, almost Alfred Hitchcock esque, but also have the exploitation vibe in there. Mm-hmm. So you do feel dirty. You do feel like you're watching something that's kind of weird. Yeah, I mean, there's not much. I mean, I guess for like sexual gratification or whatever sexual exploitation they had Marilyn Burns not wear a bra you know nipping the whole time she's she got a great ass tight pants yeah um and the other chick that you know everything was skimpy but no nudity not so, over I mean, sexualized exactly yeah. so I mean and that's kind of what they did I mean fuck it's, it's Hitchcock, stuff that you'd find in that time frame well yeah Hitchcock Psycho in 1962 62 or 63 yeah you know, had Janet Lee undressing, not getting naked because that wasn't allowed back then. But you're walking but, that fine line where, yeah, like, wow. Like, uh, you know, he got an X rating for Psycho originally because of the shower scene. And he went back and fought the MPA and said, look, there's not one fucking shot of nudity. He cuts it so in tight. This. Yeah. And there's not one shot of penetration, stabbing, or anything oh, like yeah. that. And if you look at it, he's absolutely right. It shows a belly button. But you're, but the Norman alluding to the yeah. masturbation stuff like that, that was more the uh, taboo that they walked the line of like, yeah, yeah it was stuff like that. Yeah. Well, the biggest thing for Psycho was the toilet. There has never been, been a, a toilet, toilet shot, yeah. in a movie before yeah. Psycho. Like nobody and, just and shit. And he had to fight tooth and nail for that. He it's a like, fucking bathroom. She flushes the note. It's a bathroom. She's not sitting on the yeah. can like, and they... I think he fought something like two months over, I, over that whole situation. Well, that's why I... Just I, for a fucking toilet. And I salute Toby for taking the chance with Franklin, not just being that annoying of a character, but giving him the 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 wheelchair, making him a handicap. Really, yeah. yeah, it was just like making him that, that kind of 
uh, like putting that restriction on that character of like he can't run away from the situation. Yeah, you're he dead can't. fucking me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, but he also becomes a handicap for Marilyn Burns' character, Sally. Mm-hmm. So now Sally's handicapped. She can't run away either and just scream into the dark. She has to take care of her brother as much as she can. Yeah, I, I mean, I, there's a slew of horror movies, you know, slash kind of slasher. Well, you see, Sean Cunningham took the. This. He tried to do it. You know, when he put uh, what's his name, uh, Mark. Yeah, he puts Mark in the wheelchair, so you can see that he takes the notes of, like, these things play well because Toby and Kim were smart enough to put these teens in the situation and just let them, are, are, you know, 20-year-olds in the situation and just, like, wreak havoc with these characters that they create that mm-hmm. were just, like, these maniacs. And all in all, it's like, y'all trespassed on their fucking property. Y'all brought hell to y'all's fucking dinner table. Yeah. Y'all just I can to- leave them my guitar and ask for some gas. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Idiot. It's down there between them two old sheds. And I love that they set it up where, like, you're not thrusted into characters. They feel developed. You're, you're yeah. thrusted into the road trip. You feel for the dialogue. When the girl's reading the horoscope signs and she's saying all this stuff about Saturn and all this stuff. And, like, hey, let's pick up this hitchhiker. Yeah, man, it's hot as hell. We got to help him. It's like you're already fucking in hell with them because you see them all sweating their ass off in this hot van. Mm-hmm. Then they pick up the hitchhiker. And then instantly everything's like, that guy looks like fucking Dracula. (laughs) It's like everything's thrown off because the hitchhiker just gives that vibe of just pure unsettling. In that gorgeous shot. Oh, far away. The van. But they did it perfectly. I don't know how, you know, this was this was shoestring budget, man. I mean. It he's, says three hundred thousand, but the documentary I watched said a lot less than that. Oh, it said he, close to like one hundred and twenty. I think when Toby was turning the script, he said uh, he got quoted like around, "I can make this for thirty-five. Yeah, I mean, uh, they th- this seems wrong to me. This budget budgetary on here, but they're saying three hundred. Yeah, but the documentary I just watched said they were somewhere in the hundreds. Wow. Um. So yeah, it, it's like the van. You know, they're far off in the scape and fucking. You see the van pull up in the hitchhike. You know, it's kind of like the messenger of doom coming to them kind of thing. Um, yeah, he gets oh, in the van. Doom. Oh, doom. <laughs> but uh, it's it's really fucking neat. Um, the van sequence. I, I have shot some short films and some music videos uh, for a professional dude. Um, inside the van, the windows are all really white. Do you notice that? It's like they almost put up white screens and somebody's rocking the van on the outside as they're driving, you know, to simulate driving. Yeah. But it's not. It's, it's, it's moving. Yeah, it's moving. And you the only way you can tell is every now and then you'll just see like a tree kind of pass through by the window. But it's so whited out. I don't know how the fuck they did that. Well, I... I With I, no glares from lights. Yeah. You know, they. it's very, well, very that's, weird. That's what I read about Toby Hooper saying that was the benefit of him shooting on 16 millimeter. He oh. was, his camera was smaller. He was able to get things more. You know, he could get tighter in areas. He could get his camera guy into areas. Mm. When they open things up, they're using thirty-five millimeter lenses on a sixteen millimeter camera. That's why you were able to open up a frame so damn much. Oh. It was it was interesting because like I had the same questions we had talked about the cinematography for not just part one but part two also because mm-hmm. as we get into part two, part two just looks better and better. But we'll get into that later. Yeah. Uh, but part one. Yeah, the cinematography. I was just like amazed. Like he's doing things that like, you would see later. That uh, I forget the director's name, but like you would see in Children of Men with uh, Clive Owen. Yeah, they're doing these really close internal shots, and now we're doing it with CG and stuff because you're using a camera that's 
literally the size of this fucking table sometimes. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, when them shooting 16 millimeter, I was just like, wow, they're it's smart. You know, I guess yeah. they weren't thinking they weren't making the film future proof, but they were also taking a chance at like, let's make something that, you know, benefits from this uh, format, yeah. mm-hmm. which obviously it, it did. Well, I mean, Daniel Pearl, who was the accredited cinematographer, it's weird because he did this. He did the remake. Oh, they really? did uh, Alien vs. Predator Friday the 13th remake. Wow. Yeah, and he's done over fucking uh, 400 music videos. That's awesome, so dude. So it's like he knew what to do with a camera. Well, he's, yeah. a, he's, a, he's a good guy to go to, obviously. Well, yeah, I mean, fuck. He, Especially the, keeping used for like these horror movies. Dude, the way, exactly. The way it's shot, like, uh, for instance, I know I'm going to jump forward a little bit, but there's a part where uh, Pam is sitting on a swing, and uh, he... You know, he he walked up to Tobe Hooper, the cinematographer, and was like, hey, I could do this two ways, okay? I could either fucking follow over the shoulder, walk towards the house kind of thing, or I could dolly track it. Toby being fresh out of film school was like, what do you mean? He's like, dolly track. I'll go under the swing and zoom in as we're getting closer. That way the house becomes more foreboding and becomes giant, you know, on the screen. And... Toby was like, okay. And then the producer was like, we don't have the fucking budget for that. And Toby was like, no, we're fucking doing this shot. Like, this was all experimental angles and shit like that. Yeah. If you watch this movie, there's a lot of awkwardness, a lot of weird. Like, um, when uh, Pam's hanging on the hook, it's not a straight shot of her, it's a crooked shot. Yeah. yeah. She's on the screen crooked. Like, so, a uh, lot of, lot of neat fucking scenes coming through this movie yeah um, it like i said it, it's one of the most influential and fucking horror they, movies of all time they if i remember correctly they recreated that scene for the remake Was instead it? of it being following pam it's following jessica beale's character oh yeah oh, it's God, fo- i could follow her all day <laughs> <laughs> right yeah, you're right it's yeah, just following her house. and it's just as the, as she's getting closer to the to the house the camera kind of like pans up to where you're seeing you're still seeing her ass but you're seeing the house as well and doing the same thing it's making the house look a lot bigger and a lot more intimidating and like there's something going on here so that that shot right there for them to recreate it for the remake tells you something i'm so glad that you're you're fucking fresh to this movie ralph i I, you're welcome I, i love to see here People that don't have like 26, 28 years of fucking seeing it, you know. Yeah, hey, I gotta be the fresh one here. Yeah, I'm. I'm so glad. I'm. I'm, I'm actually like jealous. Super. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in jealous. a way, I mean, yeah. it's hard. Kind of like because, how y'all were with Nightmare. Because it, it could, it could backfire. You <laughs> know what I mean? You could be too old to where it's like, oh, this is fucking cheese. Or slow. Or too slow. You, you know, it can play two ways. You can either be like, oh, it's cheese, or wow, that's actually really. I can see where this started a lot of what we get yeah. today. Mm-hmm. So I, I love. When people have fresh eyes on movies, man. Yeah. Makes my dick hard. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Jesus. What I, what I love about this is that they run out of the gas and they end up at the house and everything just gets scarier and scarier and scarier because the sun's going down. Uh, well, it's important to note that Edwin Neal fucking, you know, the hitchhiker cut his hand with Franklin's blade. Yeah. And, you know, they kicked him out of the van, but as they're driving away, he was smearing blood all over the side in the back corner of, yeah. of the mm-hmm. van. So he like tagged him. Yeah. Kind of like, like oh, they like, do it for cattle. Yeah. This but that's ready. what the, there was like discussion that like, he's actually marking the horoscope sign of Saturn. 
I couldn't tell what the fuck. It looked I, like it, S and it C. It just looks like something. I don't know. Yeah, I, I think I take it as a smear. Well, he was definitely writing Mark something him. because yeah. he, you know he sees. But then they, people even say like, "Oh, there's a transference of energy because the hitchhiker break. blows raspberries, and then later Franklin actually gets possessed, and now he's actually going to." <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah the raspberry energy transference i forgot about oh that. they are raspberry brothers yeah, yeah the raspberry brothers are <laughs> <laughs> yeah when, when they leave the hitchhike. it's like jesus <laughs> when they are le- when when they do leave the hitchhiker behind he's blowing raspberries yeah. so so the raspberry brothers mm-hmm. man people read too deep into and that's some a, shit that's what's weird it's like oh yeah he didn't catch you know hepatitis you know or you know aids or anything he cut him with his own knife yeah it was a transference of raspberry energy that's what that's what i say to those people (laughs) i was like what the fuck ever yeah you nap-haired idiots (laughs) (laughs) so yeah they go to their grandfather's house well they get to the gas gas station oh come on go ahead yeah no because that just creeped me out because you had that one guy that was like this with the soap bucket he's just staring at the fucking sun yep so basically the whole movie someone told him there was a solar eclipse yeah it was like okay so that just, guy was straight out of the hills have eyes man he's fucking some mutant now that, I love fuck. this now that you mentioned him I thought it was fucking hysterical to watch just him like the entire interaction with the dad and the kids in the van every time he would walk up to it the guy would follow him to the van start washing, washing. as soon as the dad would walk away he'd take his little bucket Dad turned back around. He walked back over to the truck and started washing it again. <laughs> but, but even as you alluded to, like, maybe the van being marked, mm-hmm. the cook still is like, you don't want to take these girls out there. They have no business over there. Just get them out of here. Yeah. You know what? Just come inside, get some barbecue. I'm pretty sure the fuel truck will be along any minute now. It's funny because this whole scene actually plays into the ending where he, yeah. s- where he says, I-, I never enjoyed it. Yeah. I don't want to enjoy it. <laughs> like, some but, some people do enjoy it, like where he's telling her about, I take no pleasure in killing. Yeah. So, I mean, he's telling them, like, hey, you know, get the fuck out of here yeah, so like, I don't have to do something. Yeah, like, like get away from this. Yeah, and, and, you know, unfortunately, the gas truck won't be there till but, later today. Can we agree that, though? But since uh, um, fucking this, the one guy that goes and buys the barbecue inside. Does he not look like a young Larry King? Dude, totally. <laughs> when I saw him, I was like, is that fucking, like, did Larry King, I have to check Larry King's filmography to make sure. Like, Jerry, right? Isn't yeah, Jerry. 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 Again, once more. That's all of it? <laughs> You take my beer. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I need to double up on this one. Um. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! So yeah, like Jerry has the biggest balls ever, bro. That hair, those glasses, and that outfit, and those fucking pants, dude. That outfit, Jesus. Those fucking pants come up to his tits. What's uh the Simpsons character? Oh, Disco... Disco Stew. Disco Stew got hooked on the white stuff back in the 70s. Disco Stew. (laughs) That's exactly what this dude looks like. Big, curly, permed up fucking hair. Dude. He's got like... He's got like Estelle Getty glasses. Like, Dude, they're like stop signs. Larry King. I'm telling you. Imagine Larry King and fucking Disco Stew and you have Jerry from Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Oh, 
It's perfect. So he buys barbecue. So we can agree when uh, they arrive to the house and everybody's looking around. And you see fucking Franklin with a piece of sausage in his mouth. And he's staring at the blood. He's pretty much eating human. human. All right. I'm in. We're in agreement. Yeah, I agree with yeah, that. I mean, he's eating barbecue from. Because they even show us a scene later. I want to say yes. I want to, but I. You're impartial to like me. No, no, no. There's a there's a characterization human? that I have, like an idea I have towards okay. the cook. Okay. Um. He seems very normal fellow when he's running the store. Yeah. It's almost like when he's driving to his house, he transforms. Yeah. Did you notice that at yeah. all? Because he seems very pleasant. He's very nice, cordial. Hey, you know, you don't want to go fucking around with. Yeah, stuff. even Let's like tries to save her at the gas station. Yeah, he even yeah. tells them where another gas station is. Yeah. And get him out of the area, and they're like, "Oh no!" no we're but when go to the old Sally arrives, he's house. like trying to kind of, kind of aid her yeah. when she's evading, you know, Leatherface. Yeah. I, well, that's the thing is like he seems very normal, but when he starts heading back. You see, and, and that's that truck scene that I was talking to you about, where he's like, "Yeah, no, no, it'll be okay." <laughs> and poking her, and but when her, she's like, when Sally's staring into the barbecue, mm-hmm. and you see like almost like the rib cage, you know, obviously. Yeah, I mean, I you mean, might be a hundred. Do you know, right. like, like that you get this feeling that did he serve her, the human? Did he serve the the teens the, the human meat, or did he just give them regular? You know, it's like the, it really the, makes you think about that. But then, like. I, the only thing that makes know. that makes me di- that differ from that is all those fucking bones. Yeah, that's like, and that, that that's a perf- well. There's human feet, human chins, yeah. and you know the perfect fucking the perfect way to hide humans going to be in sausage. Yeah, that is the perfect way to you hide. You just it. ground it and yeah, funnel it into some lining, and you, you might actually be a hundred percent right. I'm sorry. I've never. I've never looked at it that way, but now that you say it, I fucking see it a hundred percent. And what are, what is Franklin eating? A piece of sausage. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Go with it, Franklin. Spit it out. <laughs> I think you gotta... Franklin, it's going to be a fun trip. <laughs> and it's going to be great food, Franklin. Come on. <laughs> Fuck. I mean, but that it's weird because like as I watched it last night, I, I saw like something a little different with the, the cook. I, I feel like the closer he gets to his house, the more insane he gets. So when he sees the hitchhiker, his, you know, his son... Brother, brother, I don't know brother. what the it's fuck a, they yeah, are. Yeah, it's brother. But um, when he sees him, that's where he's like, you napping, look at what your brother... I mean, he turns into over-the-top crazy. Oh, yeah. yeah. So it's like, I see like a Jekyll and Hyde thing probably revolving around that house. That's me reaching. That's me thinking. No, I'm a, not the smartest. It's a good way to feed on it. Because it's but like, it's there. He's kind of like the face of the corporation, you know? He can't bring out the crazy all the time. Yeah. You let out or maybe he's a not bit at, a time. at all until he starts getting closer to home, knowing that I'm having to deal with these same knuckleheads. Well, that's why I like day. Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3, because you kind of have, you know, you have your normality as you get closer and closer to the house. You get closer, like, like Leatherface is just a pure embodiment of like, mm. you know, he's the butcher and you got the hitchhikers, the gatherer and you got like the front, you know, the, you know, the guy that, you know, runs he, the fucking company. Yeah. So yeah, uh, so yeah, let's get forward. Uh, they get to the house. Needless say, the the Pam and Kurt, 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 fucking want to go swimming in a water hole. Yep. Told them where you live. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I live. Uh, you know, I, I like when he goes like, "Where's that watering hole?" And he's like, "Oh, it's just over there, that trail between two sheds." Franklin <laughs> just has all the best fucking lines. He really does, dude. They're like. <laughs> 
how did Franklin get down here as a boy? Franklin was never a small boy. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, hey, yeah, but they hear a generator running. And so and that what was funny is like the, the water hole was just, it wasn't there. You know, you expect this like exposed, you know, like, oh, they're going to get in this watering hole. It's going to get you're going to get some nudity. But no, it's just dried up water hole. Yeah. And like you said, hey, maybe I'll go trade my guitar for some gas. They're not going to want your fucking guitar. Well, he was saying trade yeah. and then he'll go get them gas. But uh, yeah, they decided to go over and knock on the door. It's really fucking cool shots in this whole section man i love it where the screen door shut and then it shows them from the outside fucking banging on the door and then it shows from the inside looking at him through the screen door and you hear you that keep hearing like like a pig or yeah, a chicken, squealing you know, animal noises mm-hmm. and then he's like what the fuck like, but, opens the door what do you mean like looks back at his chick he's like hey pam come here and she's like at the swing already and she's like fuck i'm just gonna check it out yeah opens the door and uh as he's walking up to this back door, he fucking kind of trips. Yeah. And fucking, you get your very first view of Leatherface fucking raising a sledgehammer. Pop! Fucking brain fragments into the dude's head. Convulsion. I love the, the, convulsion the death rattle, raising. man. That, oh. that fucking <laughs> his feet just shuffling. Like he this. fucking hits him again and then just tosses Boom. him, dude. But man, that the slam of the door is what sells that moment. Yeah. Boom. I was like, God damn. Yeah. And and after like, that, Kirk. it's just the battle of the Kurt. It's just a Kirk, 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 <laughs> it's a lot of Marco Polos, but no fucking Polo. No answer, no reply. My two-year-old daughter, she heard me watching this, and she was actually going, "Sally!" I was like, "God, are you serious? I'm dead serious." Holy shit! I don't know. If that's from Nightmare Before Christmas, or literally, she was mimicking the constant yelling of names that's <laughs> coming from this awesome. film. It was hilarious. We'll see. We'll see if she starts yelling out for Jerry. Oh God, Jerry! So yeah, Pam follows Fuck. follows suit and goes. <laughs> In the fucking house, and she falls into their fucking like living room, and man, this is just horrific. I it's mean, it, awesome. It's just yeah. I mean, it this this directly takes chapters out of fucking Ed Gein's life. Um, what was amazing? Skin uh, made or lamps lamp made shade, from yeah. skin, and fucking uh, chairs made with bones, and fucking just a t- complete clutter of shit. Like these people are hoarders. Yeah, I mean. The first thing, it's weird, well, because the, the first thing she sees when she's on the ground, she's scanning the floor, is a human jawbone sitting there with a human foot. Yeah. And that done, she didn't even it like, didn't register, register it. Yeah. I'm like, what the fuck? Right there, I would have been gone. Like, I'm not even looking at the chicken in the cage. I'm not looking at the fucking skin shade lamps. Fucking. Mm-mm. Well, it also kind gone. of plays to her character as well, because. Whenever the hitchhiker was telling them about like, or not even the hitchhiker, whenever it was Franklin talking about like beating the shit out of the fucking cow, you know, she was getting sick. Yeah. She was getting like just. And start squealing and freaking out and everything. And have to come up and bash him two or three times. It's just boom. goes boom. It's boom. goes boom. Exactly. <laughs> you tell her, Franklin. But, and then whenever she like gets up off the ground and she sees the animal bones. She sees the, like the feathers everywhere. All she, I'm pretty sure that what ran into her fucking head was what smell? 
Exactly. <laughs> what the fuck smells? <laughs> but just the amount of horror that she dealt with with just Franklin and the hitchhiker, she's now been dropped into her own personal hell at that point because, yeah, she probably was freaking out because of the human bones, but also that you see all the animal bones and you see the chicken. Yeah. I'm, I'm assuming that's the only reason why I kept cutting away to the chicken aside from like, oh, hey, everything fucking in here is dead. Oh, a chicken. <laughs> <laughs> in a fucking cage. You know, in they, a cage, yeah. They like, eat, they like to eat some eggs. You know, yeah, of course, of course. Fuck. Little eggs with a little bit of uh, human sausage. Yeah. Human bacon. Breakfast. Some head cheese with those biscuits. Uh, and so, that's what the hitchhiker majored in was head cheese. Yeah, I was yeah. of the head cheese. Yeah, no, that, eh, air gun's no good. You, you, you boil the head, scrape all the ligaments in the jaw, and it's really good head cheese. Oh, nothing goes to waste. <laughs> like, Jesus. My Christ. brother, he makes the best head cheese. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm never Which brother are we cheese. talking about? We talk about Leatherface. Leather we talk about the crazy one. And the, the second cook, one, probably because I mean, from what we're what I'm getting is the, they're all brothers. I always thought it was father and sons. Yeah, gotcha. And then when yeah, you, that's what I thought. As you get later, calling... if you get later into the lore, you find out that the cook is the oldest brother, the hitchhiker is the middle brother, and Leatherface is the youngest. Really? Oh, Leatherface is the baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which uh, it all plays out later mm-hmm. as you get into the series. I just figured he was Leatherface was Junior because he was the son. Gotcha. But okay, this is all news to me because I haven't seen oh, anything dude, past. It was it was news to me. Like uh, parts wait, of wait, don't. Yeah, we'll get <laughs> we'll get into it much later. It'll all we'll tie a nice ribbon and bow around it for everybody. Sounds good. No. Yeah. So Pam fucking takes off, runs out the door, and fucking. Oh, she runs out in the the. And, and it's the best getaway because she's almost out. She's, she's almost. front door. She's porch. She's mm-hmm. porch first step, and that grab. When he just grabs her from the stomach and you literally see her hands and her feet go forward like she's just reaching for freedom and screaming for help. And it's like a seatbelt cotter, like and, pow, and like the just rest of her flies forward. Pulls her back into the fucking house. Mm-hmm. But what shocks me isn't the meat hook. It's not the meat hook. It's that moment of vulnerability mm-hmm. where you see Leatherface uh, beautifully played by Gunnar Hansen. I still don't know how to familiarize it in my uh my ment- mentality or, or, or I don't know, like film appreciation. When you see Leatherface frantically looking at the window. That's later. Is that later? That's Jerry yeah, that's later. That's, that's when Jerry, Jerry guys. Yeah. Okay. Cause that scene right there, it throws me. Cause it, it's like, I, it doesn't have a place for this character. Mm-hmm. And you see him kind of like almost nail biting. And then he kind of does like a, almost like a Skarsgård it thing where he kind of like starts salivating. And he shows his teeth. It it's played so weird and awkward that you don't you don't have a gauge for it. You know, yeah. he does that a couple of times. Um, it's just weird. One it's of a- them's when Sally runs up the stairs, gotcha. and he comes through the door. You know, she screams, and he like like startles, startles him. him. Yeah, <laughs> so it's like what the hell. So it's it's just weird because it's like a, yeah. you have this monster, but then you have this femininity, but then also you don't know if it's a fragile mental state not saying retarded but you know somewhere it's 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 just hard to gauge the character yeah. where it's at because it's like are you pure maniac are you vulnerable no no he like, just looks at everything as food and intrusion pretty much as is what i think like uh is he on high alert is that what's it but yeah because like but it's almost like a fumbling child you know at some yeah. point it's almost like when um i mean we'll skip ahead real quick just for this sorry con- yeah no we'll skip ahead just for this conversation um yeah like jerry comes in and he smacks down jerry and immediately like goes into the 
the room and starts looking around, looks out the windows like like a fucking cat, just yeah, looking like, at every edge. Like, did somebody call Woodstock to my house? You well, know? yeah, exactly. He's he's like, what the fuck is bringing these people to my house? Are there more? Is yeah. there another one waiting outside? Like, but he so, does that weird thing where he's like patting his head. And yeah. He's like, what's going on? Am I imagining this? Is he's this in my head? His, like, he's pulling his uh, Winnie the Pooh. Think, think, think. That's all he's doing. That's it. That's goddamn, Ralph. You're a lifesaver. Yeah, I know. I love <laughs> like, damn, 20 years of fucking explanation solved right now. Like, Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> hey, you've, I've it, seen, haven't perfect. you all seen that picture yes, of Winnie the Pooh yes. as Leatherface? Perfect. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, and then he starts like grinding his teeth and salivating, like you said. And he's probably just thinking like, hey, okay, this is the meat. It's like, God damn it. Yeah, hippie stew. We don't have enough mason jars for all this. Dude, fuck. (laughs) But going back to the uh, hanger scene um, where he hangs her up, man, like people were fucking mortified in 1974 in the scene. She plays the pain so well. Perfect, dude. I don't know what else this lady has done. Even without the noise. Like, I'm so... I'm so used to like noises in, in my movies. And like whenever he puts her on that meat hook, not a sound. It just it's just a plunge. Nothing. Through. There's no trunk. There's no like rattling of anything. It. <laughs> it's just Yeah. It's literally he hangs her and her eyes are just like God, was she just reaching back like, oh my fuck, yeah, dude, that'd be the worst. Oh, dude, that would suck so much ass. Like you're fucking hung by your fucking ribs and spine. Jesus, Uh, what are you gonna do? You gonna lift yourself? Bull fucking shit. You're gonna lift. You're dangling. Pray you die, dude. That's what I'm saying. Then he didn't even finish her off. You know, he just goes and. Cuts the fucking head off her boyfriend, like right mm-hmm. in front of her. Yeah, like you know you're fucked, yet you have to sit there. Oh, hang there, <laughs> take it, hang around for a and minute. That's what amazes me. Let's is have a that. chat. <laughs> you have to sit there and watch your loved one just get cut up for. I mean, we only see the head get sawed off. He probably dismembered the whole body right in front of her. We can totally agree that, like, there's a straightforwardness to Myers stabbing somebody. There's Mm -hmm. a straightforwardness to Jason axing somebody to the face or macheting somebody Mm -hmm. to the face. There was something, like, dark about seeing some of these scenes. Well, it's more... It's more personal for Jason and Michael, like, stabbing them. They're getting their revenge that... These people did nothing wrong. But is it literally Leatherface is looking at his food? He's cutting them up like. But is cattle. it because they were shot more like a kill scene? These are almost like. It's almost like you're sitting there. Yeah, ex- exactly. It was something that off put me when I watched it again, especially on the Blu-ray. It was like the kill scenes were off putting. I know some of the special effects they look a little blue or gray or white or whatever the fuck that. We'll get into that later, but like with the freezer scene. Mm-hmm. But like some of the kill scenes were like really off putting, like. Dude, like he was able to shoot it well, like it's, so. I think it's because of the fact you don't see it from like every kill. You see it either from the killer scene or you see it from the victim scene, or from the victim's point of view or the killer's point of view. And in this one, you don't get either. Yeah, it's not gory. It's, it's all, more like a bystander. Yeah, you you're literally a bystander sitting in the corner watching it happen. And that's what I'm saying. This cinematographer's fucking angles are just smart. So when Leatherface starts his saw. And fucking the chick's just hanging there. It's not her looking at him. It's not Leatherface looking at him. It's, it's not, not Kirk from looking the dude's at him. perspective. <laughs> it's not an above view. It's like this weird like shot, you, like almost waist high. Like you're not supposed to and be you there. See yeah. The saw coming down. You see the guy's on the table, but his head's facing away from you. And then there's Terry just fucking or Pam hanging. 
Yeah. It's like, Jesus Christ. Like, you're seeing all this mayhem in shot, like, right yeah. there yeah. in front of you. And it's not personal, but it feels like the, like, like the biggest fuck you. Yeah. Like, it's yeah. just like, oh, like, I mean, and it's, it's effective that way. I mean, can you imagine if we got it from, from Pam's perspective? No, that'd be different. She makes that scene more mortifying with her hanging onto the hook. And, ah, yeah. You know? Selling the situation. And then Leatherface is just doing his damn thing. You don't yeah. want a maniac situation where you're looking through his eyes. Plus, I don't think they had that. They didn't have the money to do any special effects. Like and, I said, there's not one blood drip in this scene. And I think that's why I reflect differently towards like Carpenter's Halloween and Cunningham's Friday Thirteenth is because nobody went this direction. Like maybe Sam Raimi when he did Evil Dead went in a similar direction of, but his more his was obviously more landed more in a fantasy horror. Mm -hmm. But man, this is true, truly rooted in like black comedy, but more to like a fucking like weird, like just horrific horror, but without being like you said overly shot gore yeah. yeah it's primal god it's fucking i mean you're looking at basic survival instinct leatherface is cutting this dude up for food yeah it's nothing personal and you these didn't kids... do anything but you're like a cow that just wandered on my yard i'm yeah cut you up and fucking and these kids are like caught off guard in like the most fragile state of just like a stumble they just don't know <laughs> like have you seen my boyfriend yeah. i'm dead because on the outside this isn't a scary house this ain't the boogeyman's house no. this isn't haunted Camp Crystal Lake with all these farmer murders or Freddy's fucking house or whatever. Yeah, and it's not as just a not, normal little cottage. Yeah, it's a normal little cottage house. out in the middle of nowhere. It's not near a fucking neighborhood. It's yeah. not a camp. It's not the swings not a hospital. It's it looks like a normal house. Daylight and you, suns and, up, and you almost feel like you would feel familiar to the area since how they, their grandpa's house is the neighbor. Like yeah. you know, yeah. we're just a couple miles mile from that gay, yeah. gas station. You know, huh. gay station. Gay, <laughs> gay station. <The> gay <laughs> station. <laughs> Boots and pants and boots and pants and boots and pants and boots and pants. Bust out the glow sticks. Sorry. All right. Every time I hear that, I think of fucking that money talks in that with Martin Lawrence and Tim Robbins where the oh yeah the security guards do that with the flashlight and Charlie Sheen. No, that's money. No, not not money talks. What the fuck? It's Tim Robbins and Martin Lawrence. And Tim Rums is like he thinks his wife cheated on him, so he like goes on like a hiatus to like steal from his boss. What movie is that? I remember nothing I to lose. Nothing to lose. Yeah, there you go. I was security like, I was like, when he talks to Charlie Sheen and uh, fucking what's his name from Friday, Chris Tucker. Oh yeah, no, that's terrible. One. Anyways, they're all good. <laughs> <laughs> Different podcast. Vic Damone Jr. <laughs> <laughs> so Jerry goes after. Kurt and Pam. Mm -hmm. He's like, what the hell's taking so long? Where the hell's that water hole? But they're looking for Franklin's knife. And that's when Franklin's fucking, you know, getting fucked with by a uh, fucking. <laughs> Told him where you live. I even gave him your zip code. He's going to kill you. Told... <laughs> <laughs> He's just being like utmost dick, you know? Everybody's a dick to fucking poor old I Franklin. Think at some point, you just got tired of Franklin's shit. Even like Sally was just like, what? No. Oh, yeah. nothing, Sally. <laughs> Are you mad at me? You're mad at me. Yeah, I just had to empty your colostomy bag twice, okay? In the fucking heat. Okay, I don't know what the fuck. I don't know what you did with your fucking pecan. Well, it's like, I still feel bad for him. The dude's munching on human remains. They go explore the house, and he, can't even, get up the, he can't even get up the goddamn ramp because the place is falling apart. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a fun trip. <laughs> Love it. 
I love him. I mean, I feel so bad for Franklin. I mean, he's just sitting there being honest, talking to the guy about head cheese, gets cut. If I they get to the destination, they leave him all alone. Then they lose the guy's fucking only means of self-defense, which yeah, is a the, pocket knife. Yeah, but he's already like, tearing up the van. He's all hot and sweaty, shirt half open. Just so fucking and hot. And they can't even help him with the goddamn van. He's sitting there poking and prodding around with a fishing pole. I got 12 different chafed areas right now. <laughs> it's like, goddamn, just get, let's just rub fucking Franklin down with aloe vera and just push him into a lake. Okay? A fucking Say guy. goodbye. The poor fucking guy. Give him a Viking funeral. Push him right between the two old sheds. <laughs> Isn't that what you said that you want to do to all cripples? Yeah, pretty much. Let's Jesus just, Christ. We'll just he mark. said it in a previous episode. <laughs> we'll just send him down the Mark train, you know. Do, do, do. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, poor guy. Careful for the turbulence. Hey, what do you say about that, Franklin? <laughs> I do agree. Fair response. <laughs> no, I love everybody equally <laughs> to an extent. I feel bad for Franklin. Anyway, Dude. so yeah, then Jerry goes over there, and we're talking like this. This kill always scared me the most. Oh yeah, just because like he again, he's at the screen door. Hey, anybody here? And then hey. he turns around, sees you know Kurt's. Uh, he sees the, the, the quilt. Yeah, the, the quilt. Yeah, yeah, and. <laughs> He's like, they got to they, they <laughs> be in summer. <laughs> so he fucking. God damn you. <laughs> so it's he. Uh, bottle rag. He, wa- he <laughs> walks into the house. And he goes into this kitchen where where the chick was hung on there. And, you know, he's Kirk like, what the member. fuck is going on? But he hears a. What the fuck is that? What is that? Disco school is going to investigate. <laughs> <laughs> So he, he, you know, sees this, uh, you know, big freezer. He pops it open and fucking Pam comes shooting out of that motherfucker. God, blue, green and super mean. You know how cold that'd be, bro. You locked up in that bitch for like three hours. She does that fucking. Yeah. Yeah. And then fucking he turns around and Leatherface comes right through the door, like overhand chop right on the fucking like right on the head. The look on his face. (laughs) <laughs> that was like pure terror. Well, also how they got him to fall so fast is th- that was a real mallet. Oh, sweet. So they're like, oh, my God, you have to swing this down at me. So but what they, they did was out, right? Kim Hinkle held, had like a, like a rope tied to the front of his pants. And he was laying behind him. So as soon as Leatherface came in, Kim jerked him down. That's how he goes down oh, so wow. fast, like an impact. Damn. Yeah. So he's like, ah! well, that's, that's like uh, exorcist shit, you know, when they yeah. pull fucking what's her name down with the the dresser and shit. Dad, he sells. Oh yeah, it. the harness. Yeah, oh, it's, he sells it perfectly. I mean, when you see it on the Blu-ray, it's just like sheer disco stew. It's out. <laughs> I was like, damn. Jerry just goes down with the biggest fucking look of fright. I'm Larry King. Good night. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. Oh, my God. It's perfect. (laughs) Jesus Christ. But, yeah, this is the part where we talk. Leatherface walked up to the window. He does the whole, like, yeah. But this is where Sally. What did they do, George? What did they do? This is where he cut back to Sally and Franklin just sitting at the other house. <laughs> so, 
so this is so like they bring it to attention and she's like oh my god it's almost dark where is everybody it, it, that this is the most terrifying fucking scene and then fucking because uh, the flashlight on the fucking wheelchair well the whole that was horrible. section where he goes and honks the horn oh yeah and she's like I'm going to fucking leave. And he's like, Sally, Sally, Kirk, Kirk took the key, Sally. And like, there's no escape. So she's like, I'm going to go look for him. He's like, hang on now. I'm coming with you. I'm coming with you. Help me out. Yeah. How the fuck are you going to like, you can see like, as he's saying, I'm coming with you. He's hitting boulders. Can you help me? Help me, Sally. (laughs) And she even makes it a point. Like, I can't push you up that hill. You're too heavy. And he's like, okay, don't leave me here, Sally. So, of what, course, what, being the sister feels bad. What direction do they go when they end up in that fucking the spookiest brush? Between two old sheds. That's just Between the two worst, old sheds. That's the worst fucking trip. No, it's almost like it, the road they went down, their father's or grandfather's house is like the far last one on the house. The, the only reason we left. And then it's the... Hewitt residence the only, and then the thorn bushes. The only reason I bring it up is because you never see Jerry, Pam, or Kurt go through that weird brush sequence. Well, it's because she's running back towards... Oh, yeah, they do go through. Because when they go into that, it's like you see the flashlight bouncing off all that brush. Yeah. And that's when you get the spookiest fucking night shots I've ever seen because you're limited only to where that flashlight is. And once you hear the... Like, when you fucking like hear Dude. the chainsaw rev up in the dark. Horrifying. It's just, and you're like, she's got Franklin. Like, there's, there's like, and you see there's how much she struggles. With there's him. no hope with Franklin. No. It's like, dude, hang on, Sally, hang on. Just on the God, fuck it, out of him. I would have laughed my ass off. There was like a cut where he just literally got up out of the fucking woods. <laughs> just fucking like, <laughs> just, I've been faking for years. I just didn't want to get a job. <laughs> just fucking Jesse Owens. It just like Sally. <laughs> it's gone. <laughs> like, Damn, he's already at the gas station. <laughs> fucking Bo Jackson. He gets fucking, the fucking the gone? flash. Boom, gone. He's in JLA now. <laughs> now this part where he's cutting the fuck out of Franklin does have blood. You see it just splattering. Like it's weird because the old VHS, I never even noticed the blood. I yeah, I couldn't. But say now that. the updated high quality version, you and and it's funny because uh, Kim. Uh, Hinkle, yeah, Hinkle, and I forget the chick's name who was one of the producers. Gotcha. She, uh, they were loading up their mouths with squeegee bottles full of fucking blood and spitting it. Oh, and wow. that's how they got the, the splatter. The splatter, yeah, it's beautiful. It's fucking like gnarly. I said, the way they lit it with the fucking flashlight, it's just like it plays to oh, like it's genius. What you don't see is enough to just freak you the fuck out, and knowing that the the invalid guy fucking franklin is like you're fucked that's the hopeless guy you're like fuck dude and does Hezer- does leatherface hesitate not, not nope. for a that's a heifer dude that's the meat dude that's turkey <laughs> man, that's stuff. a butterball man dude that's bacon for weeks dude <laughs> so yeah fucking sally just God, you know, stand it. there grabbing her hair like oh my god and the chainsaw coming up and that shot over the shoulder of franklin oh, i mean all it's so just beautiful beautiful it's beautiful. I couldn't say it. It's beautiful that, carnage. I, I, I agree with you. <laughs> Fuck. And then from there, you you get her just sprinting to the, the gas station. Mm. And that's just like. Well, oh, she like, sprints to the house first. Yeah, she gets to the house. She gets the house, runs upstairs. And, and then she jumps to the window. Yeah, and that's yeah. actually, I got you, got you. Sees the grandpa and grandma 
dead upstairs kind of thing. Help me. Can you help me? Oh, shit. <laughs> and so, yeah, like, as she's upstairs, Leatherface is sawing down the door. And right as she's coming back downstairs to, like, escape that way, fucking he busts through the door. And she screams. And he does, like, this weird, ah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> she's like, ah! He's like, ah! <laughs> what are you doing in my house? So, yeah, fucking she darts out the window and fucking catches a bunch of thorn bushes on the way down. And starts booking it at the gas station. Now, this fucking chase scene, I was admiring so much last night. It is shot so fucking well. You feel like it's night. It's not a lot of white light. Like you, In movies for darkness, you always have to have white light just so you can show the actors. But Unless you get blues. Yeah, it's, it feels like fucking night light. Yeah. Like, it's, it's crazy. So, I mean, she's just booking it through feeling you got this fucking tank just running you down. Yeah. And yeah, she gets stuck in the thorn bushes. He's sawing through the thorn bushes. She gets loose, runs, hits into a fucking tree stump. Dude. And she, as she lays there, she's like, oh, fuck. And then, brah, like right next to her, he's fucking still running. And she darts fucking left right to the gas station. He chases her all the way to the porch. And then right as she goes through the door, the chainsaw gets I love out. that. Like he kills it to like let yeah. his older brother play. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, it's just eerie. Because it plays to the nth degree of, like, just suspense. And you don't know this guy's even in it. Oh, yeah, totally. You know, he uh, he's like, what the hell? Calm down, man. Like, she's like, we need to go. He killed my friends. Okay, okay. Uh, just sit here. I'm going to go get my truck. I'll be right back. Just stay right here. And then you're, just and you're just looking over your corner. You know, yeah. <laughs> she's looking around. All of a sudden, the, track, the truck backs up. And he comes in with a fucking knapsack and a fucking rope. And you're like... Oh no! Oh shit! Oh no, dude. Is he, <laughs> like, is he a different kind of crazy, or is he with the other people? Like, all right, you know? now you just calm down, put this on. <laughs> Bam! Starts beating her with a fucking broomstick. It's, like, it's giggle. It's like it's, it's like it's a beginning enjoyment episode for like SVU or something. <laughs> dude, he felt he felt that because they didn't have a fake broom. Like that's literally like a wood stick broom. And he's just tap, 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 just beating her. her down. And he's he said he felt so bad. But Marilyn was like, make it look real. What's weird about the actor that plays the cook is he's actually from Houston. He was uh, all of them are. He was a oh, Shakespearean actor from the Alley Theater right here in Houston. I yeah, like, Jim Seidel. Seidel. Yeah, Seidel. There you go. Thank you. Yeah, he was fucking. He's so good in this fucking movie. And the next one. Like, he's, he's just amazing. so fucking creepy. He's able to play that character just so hectastic. You know? And he's so fucking funny. Oh, yeah. That's the, that's he the plays, weird thing. He plays dark, so fucking humorous that you kind of see what Chop Top would kind of like attempt, you know, yeah. later in part two. So he knocks her out and ties her up and puts the bag over her head and stuffs her in the truck in his floorboard. <laughs> and it's funny because as he's driving, he's like, she's, you know, moaning. And he's like, now, now it'll, it'll be okay. <laughs> Are you okay? You know, it, everything will be all right. He's <laughs> just poking her in the fucking head with this broomstick. Finding and all you're hearing is her. <laughs> and he, like, you can see like the Jekyll and Hyde, man. He just keeps flipping personalities. And as he's come down the dirt road, lo and behold, the fucking hitchhiker yeah. is there. And he's like, oh, you coon shit. <laughs> and so he's like, I told you to stay away from that graveyard. I love it. It shoots it far away, too. Like, yeah. gets away from it for a second there. What's funny is they had a, a balsa wood oh, really? staff. And they had an oak wood staff. 
Guess which one he beat the dude with. Oh, he forgot the balsa, didn't he? They handed him, they handed <laughs> hey, him the wrong hey. one. So when fucking Edwin Neal's getting fucking tagged up, he's really actually like, oh, Jesus Christ. Like, Christ. I'm playing this. I'm playing it. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I just watched an interview with him, and he was like, he was really fucking walloping the fuck out of me. Shit. He's like, I didn't even bother telling him for a couple of weeks. Like, hey, you know. You're really beating the shit out of me. Ouch. <laughs> God, dang. He's like, Jim felt so fucking bad about it. But, yeah, I mean, he gets on the truck. They drive up to the house. Look what your brother did to the door. <laughs> it's like the best line. And this is where the entire like satire of family oh, yeah. comes into play. Because it's fucking hilarious, but it's <laughs> nerve wracking and terrifying. Like it just have like the theme song to Full House plan for it. Everywhere you live. There's a heart. <laughs> oh my gosh. I thought you was in a hurry. <laughs> <laughs> And that's that's what's amazing that you go from one family or one suspenseful fucking little circle into this other circle, and then that becomes your norm for like mm-hmm. the rest of the movie. Yep. Yeah, and this dinner scene and this whole twenty minutes is just fucking terrifying, man. Yeah. Like they, they, all right, bring Grandpa down. They're serving food. You know that's not real food. You know that's human. Yep, human remain food. Human. Not cumin. Human. 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 So they're like, go get grandpa. They bring grandpa down. And this dude's like fucking withered away. You you think he's dead, but then he's like, oh, my my daddy was the best fucking killer out there. He once did 60, 60 cows 60 in five minutes. five minutes. Yeah, yeah, but the guys who were fucking dragging the cows away couldn't keep up. And he's like, love fucking hell. So they're like, cut her finger and stick it in his mouth, and you realize this guy's fucking alive. Yeah, he's like, and he just like wakes up, and it's like, this horrific, dude. <laughs> <laughs> just going at it, dude. But yeah, like, um, the guy who plays Grandpa was a 19 year old actor. Really? Yeah, that's awesome. And they accidentally fucked him up for like life because they glued that person prosthetics onto them Jeez. they didn't know the the whole spirit gum yeah, they something didn't like that. know that I mean, they just like glued it right to his Jesus face so. give me so give me another bottle of elmer's so i mean i don't want to elaborate too much on on this part i'd rather t- talk how it was filmed because this was filmed during the day okay they, they had hang black curtains over all the windows to simulate night and those lamps and all the lighting was making the room up to about 140 degrees. They Ooh, said, "Gotcha." They had no ventilation. I wonder, it looked like everybody was sweating. The pig. Uh, okay, to begin with, Toby Hooper told uh, Toby Hooper told the fucking uh, set designer, "Hey, I, like, I want the floor littered with domestic animals. Yeah, I want I want dead dog carcasses. I want cats. I want the whole fucking but nine yards." He recently asked for stuffed. Yeah, the funny thing is, is one of their. The chick producer, I cannot remember her fucking name right now. Um, Shorted a dump truck. No, she fucking was a veterinarian assistant. So she had a field of fucking dead animals to bring to the set. So the dump truck showed up. They bring it all inside and and that and the food was spoiling and rotting. And the the just imagine the fucking smell. They couldn't do wash any of the suits. They couldn't wash any of the costumes. So, like, Leatherface was in that for, like, fucking 25 days straight. They said the same thing with Franklin. They didn't allow him to change costumes. Uh, so he just had, like, a funk. Marilyn Burns was like, dude, my pants stood up by themselves. 
Jesus. Like, it was disgusting. That's insane. So, like, they were talking about how bad it smelled. And then when they brought the dogs in and littered them all around, the actors were just like, <laughs> like They didn't expect them to be, like, actually dead animals. And they said the, the lady, nice. the veterinarian, mm. she was uh, trying to inject formaldehyde into the animals. <laughs> what? Her, stabbed she, herself. And she was just like, fuck this, I'm out. Yeah. After she stabbed herself, she was like, fuck this. So fuck they this filmed like for like five minutes with all this shit all over the floor. But then they uh, they were like, look, this smell is fucking killing everybody. Get get all these animals out of here. So what they did was they went right outside the house and poured gasoline all over these animals and lit them on fire. Yep. And they were just like, the smoke went directly in. inside the house. And they couldn't afford to shut down production for the day. So... Oh my God! And the Jesus the guy Christ. who 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 was doing the interview was the the boom uh, uh, the grip the guy who yeah, yeah. mic sounds and whatnot. He was up in the rafters, and he's like, they were all complaining. Heat and smells rise. <laughs> I got the worst <laughs> of it yeah. all, and it was just like Jesus Christ. Like if you look at the scene, you just feel dirty. Because he uh, Toby yeah. spent twenty seven hours on that shoot trying to get. That scene, yeah, nailed Jesus. to like where he would just. He said that everybody hated him on the shoot. Like he just said, everybody just fucking hated him. Mm -hmm. But he knew what he wanted, and he didn't stop until he got what he wanted. Well, yeah, Franklin right. was like, "Dude, let me wash my fucking clothes." And he was like, "No, I can't risk it changing yeah. color." He wouldn't let them eat. He wouldn't let Franklin eat dinner with them because mm -mm. he didn't want them to grow a bond to mm -hmm. the actor. Yeah, like, wow. <laughs> like he wanted to be like. <laughs> Fucking hated. Like you, I want everybody to like. Really well, like nobody got to see Gunnar Hansen until it was on. Set. Oh wow! Yeah, like yeah. Jerry's reaction was like li the literally first reaction. Like, ah! Yeah, <laughs> disco skew is petrified. <laughs> I was like Jesus Christ! Jesus. <laughs> God damn! I wonder if disco stew is modeled after him because he it looks, looks just like, like Jerry has to. Yeah, I mean to a T. But yeah, this dinner scene, man, like they do these crazy eye shots of Marilyn Burns just losing her oh, fucking dude. mind. And I mean, she had to. Ups in her, in, this chick is the original Scream Queen. Man. She's the strongest yeah. of all the Scream all Queens. I Like Jamie Lee Curtis, Laurie Strode. Yes, yeah, she fought back. This chick would like just throw everything out the way. Uh, please. I'll do anything you want. Oh, dude. You can do anything you want. She went Just past. Going. She went past mm. the brink of insanity. Dude, scream. I mean, well, she's just she laughing. screamed for so long, the bloodshot in her eyes. I mean, you can't fake oh, this shit. Yeah. This is in CG. She's great. I mean. Oh, yeah. And those eyes. Jesus. Fuck, dude. Just like nerve wracked. Yeah. I'm sorry. Like losing her. When God she gets to that back mind. of the pickup, it's like you're looking at something that's just like, wow. Like she. Yeah. So yeah, she breaks out of the window. Yeah, oh, well, they—that's the second they window she's jumped through. Yeah, they decide to have Grandpa fucking kill her. Yeah, you know, and this guy can't fucking the sledge in the head. And so he keeps just dropping the hammer onto her head, and finally, uh, Edwin's like, Man, "Let me hit that bitch!" And fucking lets go of her arm. She freaks out, jumps out the window, and starts running down the road. And Edwin's just slashing her with a razor across her back. Yeah. The entire hundred yards oh, yeah. of this goddamn driveway. So it's just like it's finally out. daytime. Yeah. And you know, she runs out in the highway and fucking Edwin's right behind her in a fucking Mack truck just boom boom. It's funny how that was shot. I always wondered how they did that scene. Was it the mirror? From the driver's perspective. Gotcha. Because I mean that truck's hauling and it rolls Oof. just bam. 
they did in reverse. Oh, sweet. So Edwin's standing right at the truck and, and the truck reverses and he acts backwards. Sweet. So, and then the dummy obviously is just held up by a breakaway thing. Boom. Yeah. But yeah, he's perfect. So the truck driver was this big old black dude. And he's like, oh, come on. And then Leatherface runs her core. He's like, fuck this shit. I'm out. <laughs> he grabs his fucking ratchet and just tanks him right in the fucking face. Chucks it, you know, fucking uh, then Nolan Ryan style. Right. When he stumbles face. back. He like, yeah, saws yeah. his own leg and fucking another truck stops and she jumps in the back. If you notice the truck, the truck driver keeps running like he yeah, didn't see it. Black stop. is gone. He's just like beep, doo, 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 just doo, 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 doo. going this way. <laughs> Thank God I played football in high school. Oh, shit. <laughs> like gone, dude. But yeah, this, this as she's screaming, uh, you know, laughing and giggling, losing her fucking mind. Leatherface does this fucking anger dance into like the sunrise. Oh, it's, it's just, such a badass shot. Dude. I was just amazed. And it cuts with the fucking saw coming right by the camera. And just goes dark. And it's like, it's funny because um, Marilyn Burns, uh, I watched an interview with her. She said that she was, uh, <laughs> she, or they shot that scene. Yeah. And she was like, that's it. The movie's fucking done. She went back to her hotel, stripped off those fucking nasty clothes. Ring, ring. Toby Hooper's like, the shot didn't work. You have to come back right now. Oh, shit. And so her, like, laugh of insanity was, like, literally, like, ah, I'm fucking in this fucking movie. Like, why like, is this over yet? I'm happy. Like, oh, my God, man. Oh, my God. This movie's great. <laughs> so everybody <laughs> insanity. Yeah. Dude. So, yeah, let's, uh, let's do what we always do, man. Some final thoughts from each. Pre- let's do Ralph first. Yeah. They, I mean. Oh, you're going to let the fresh one? Yeah. All right. I, I love it. Uh, yeah, I got. Well, I have one. <laughs> yeah, let, let, hold on. There let, can be only one. Sorry. Hold on, hold on. Let, let's let me let me get over there real quick. Yeah, okay, the there we together. go. There we go. All right, All right cool. Closer. <laughs> um, for finally actually watching this movie in one sitting now, instead of like bits and pieces, clips and snippets and all that stuff, this movie, as awkward as it was, it was just, it was a work of art, like in for cinema. Because it was shot in so many awkward different angles. There was some scenes that were felt as though they lingered too long, but they lingered for a reason. It gave you, it showed the terror in a lot of these characters' faces, reactions, eyes, whatever have you. Even if it didn't sit on a particular character like Jerry and how quickly he fell, it's still like after he fell and Leatherface was looking around trying to find out what was going on, they could have cut it right there, but they made it seem as though, like you said, just him on high alert going, Oh bother. Oh bother. Oh bother. Oh bother. <laughs> you know, running around doing, doing his greatest Winnie the Pooh impression. The, it was all shot for a reason. And, or at least I felt it was. And it was, done very well especially for when did it come out 1974 yeah yeah this is this was a really good fucking film for 1974 especially if you saw anything else that came out after it this still holds up yeah it still does really well so i i enjoyed the fuck out of it whenever i got to finally actually sit down and watch it in its entirety instead of just like bits and pieces seeing this scene that scene not knowing that this scene happened later and this scene happened earlier whatever so, but 
Yeah, I enjoyed this a lot. Buy, recommend, what do you do? I would buy it. I would definitely buy it. I would probably get the Blu-ray. Because if you buy it on like DVD or VHS, you might be stuck with like black bars everywhere. Yeah. But like, I mean, yeah. it looked beautiful <laughs> on Blu-ray. Right on. Right on. Right Jefferson. Right on. Um, coming back to this, I mean, it, it the 40th anniversary, it really does shine, especially on the, uh, that you know, they did a 4K restoration of something that was shot on 16 millimeter just shows, uh, it, it shows. It looks really great uh, with our present digital technology and stuff. In the archives of the U.S. Congress and all that stuff, this is actually one of the films that's actually sitting in there in the library of things that need to be a, a United States treasure. You know, uh, hundreds of years from now, this is going to be something that's going to become the Dracula, the Frankenstein, uh, the Invisible Man. This is a part of American United States heritage, and it is a work of art. Uh, Toby Hooper to uh, spoke uh, briefly with uh, in 2014 with William Friedkin at this uh, festival for the 40th anniversary, and he was being modest. William Friedkin goes, did you know when you were shooting this that you were making a piece of art? And he goes, no, no, I mean, I'm just being modest. And he goes, no, no, fuck modesty. He goes, I, he goes you're right. I, I, my vision was a piece of art and what I made was a piece of art. And as you open the envelope of things that are like Francis Bacon and all these museum pieces and stuff that they spoke to in this interview, it was neat to see that appreciation is there for something like this. It, I mean, few filmmakers have the opportunity to create something in the vast amount of, you know, cinema that hasn't been done before. And Toby Hooper was that lone voice at this time to come truly sing a, the the piece that nobody's ever seen or heard before? Uh, his inspiration may vary. It can be. It, he spoke to subtleties of like, I wanted to put teenagers in a vulnerable state, whether it be in the woods or yada yada yada. But when he wrote this script, and he fueled the idea, it was something simplistic of being at a supermarket uh, during like Black Friday or something like that, and this horde of people came in. And he was just like struggling with his his own personal anxiety of wanting to get the fuck out of the store. And he looked over and he saw a chainsaw at the the hardware store or whatever. And he thought, I bet if I read this motherfucker up, I'd clear this fucking crowd real fucking fast and be able to get to my car. <laughs> and just from these, <laughs> and him telling the story and just knowing that that rooted in these little ideas that would eventually become this piece of American history and American art, it's just funny and it's it's awesome that this filmmaker creates something so unique of the time and watching it now, it was just, it's fun. It's not something I would shy away from uh, sitting back and enjoying. Uh, it's pacing issues are more evident to me now as I get older, but still it stands strong as something, like I said, uh, gauging characters uh, as the hitchhiker, the cook and, and Leatherface. It's still, in a void area where I'm, I'm, I still don't know how to gauge it. You know, mm -hmm. as I get older, it's funny because it's like, yeah, I, I see pinheads, you know, uh, his direction. I see Voorhees, uh, direction. I see, uh, Kruger's direction, but Leatherface is just this weird animal or mental fragileness that it's hard to place. And like Nathan spoke to it being like, no, 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 he's just being this protector. But you can still see it so many different ways. It's so cool that yeah. we can look at talk about a film that's from 
1974 and still see it in so many different ways. I think that's it speaks to what this film represents. What I saw for for Leatherface himself, like like y'all were saying, like him just being a protector, him just being insane. I saw it more as of someone on his base instincts. Someone who, yeah, he just wants he just wants to eat and he just wants to be left alone. And all these fuckers showing up to his house, he didn't invite them. He's not looking for anybody to talk to. But everyone, he's the only people that he's ever interacted with are either animals or his family. But see, and outside the of rest that, of the nutbags, the rest, yeah, <laughs> but, the rest of them. But but I, I read it as like a kid being left alone at home. Mm-hmm. Like, am I protecting the house right? Am I supposed to do this? Should I have opened the door? Did I was I supposed to kill him? Did I, did I do the right thing? Is yeah. is the cook gonna be mad at me? See, I killed... but that's funny. You guys and, both look at him exactly. like in different ways, and and, that's and yet the. The masses would look at him as a big whole hulking fucking monster. He's just he's destroying huge. everything. Dude, That's for funny. real. Like you're just like, holy shit, superfly Jimmy Snooka yeah. with a chainsaw. Like the dude's fucking Hammer huge. to the face. <laughs> for real. Hammer time. And he's got no hesitation, no qualms. I mean, and I mean I uh buy recommend. What do you what do you Oh, do total with buy. It? Total buy. Uh, for some reason this is like even if you're just buying part one, I think it's a perfect thing in the collection to kind of bust out on those rare occasions when you need something that's more well, out of the ordinary. I mean, when you think about it, um, going back to the the characterization and, and personalization of, of Leatherface, it's like during the day, yeah, he's cook, he's like killing all these people. He's in his leather face. He's in a suit and tie and an apron. And then it's like when sun's down, he knows his brothers are coming home. He's in a suit with a girl face with makeup painted on and he's cleaning. He's got a girl apron and a wig on fucking cleaning shit. And it's like, like yeah, he domesticates. I, himself. I look at him as like, you know, I, I am the homebody. I cut up the meat. So, uh, the cook can cook. I also clean up. So nubbins doesn't have to like, he's just, He's my wife. <laughs> it's a weird place, right? I mean, especially it's, as you see weird. it as like a brotherly household. Yeah. And then when, if the, you see it that the, way or not, when, when, uh, well, I always looked at him as father and son, but yeah, it's more of a brotherly thing when the cook gets home and when Nubbins gets home, you know, they're like, what did you do to the door? He's like, like cowering away. Like, okay, this big six foot eight fucking 300 pound dudes cowering to these two skinny dudes. Like, yeah. You know, it's really weird dynamic. And if I'm going to go in this movie, um, I I find this to be the invention of slasher horror. Yeah, Psycho scared people, but it wasn't this. It's not gritty like this. This, I don't think any movie can replicate the grittiness of this fucking movie. This is like the grindhouse, but without the gore elements. There's not a lot of gore. When I think of this movie... I'm so glad it is preserved uh, from the uh, American Institute because this is fucking art. This is uh, a movie that spawns so many replicants. Here we are in 2017, fucking, what is that, 42 years later, 43 years later, still movies are quibbing off this movie. This, And yeah, I like to say Halloween's the one that brought it to mainstream, like, you know, Halloween's gorgeous to look at. It's very slow and steady building. And then the last 20 minutes are a fear fest. Yeah. This movie, about 30 minutes in, 
to the end is just a fucking carnival ride. It's nuts. Like there's no dull moments after they get to that house. Yeah, the the car ride. I mean, you didn't even consider the car ride scary. Like this fucking idiot taking pictures and cutting people's arms and yeah. shit. Like it just it just stays right in your fucking face. Like so very few movies do. And it's every time I watch it, it always kind of goes in my back burner list. Like, yeah, if I did a top 20 favorites or probably top 50 favorites, it's definitely in there. But then I watch it and it goes right into my top five to 10 favorites. I mean, you reappreciate. Yeah, it's just it's like every time I watch it, I fucking fall back in love with how miserable this fucking movie is and the work that toby hooper and all these fucking people had to do i think it was like a 28 day shoot 27 day shoot something like that don't quote me on that but it was a short shoot on a shoestring budget and they had to fucking literally go through hell to get this fucking movie made and i mean the more you learn about it the more i appreciate it we just i got the 40th anniversary disc and I, I didn't get to watch the special features until a couple days ago when I knew the series was coming up. And I was just like, fuck, like it's it's like playing Swan Lake. Like you just get in this weird mood whenever you listen to that song. And I get in this weird mood whenever I watch this movie. So I, I give it like 100 fucking percent. This is a, a beast. Bye. 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 <laughs> <laughs> So I guess the lesson to be learned from this entire movie experience would be... don't want to go fooling around other folks' property. Some folks don't like it. They don't mind showing you. Stay the fuck off people's property. I'm Nathan. I'm Jeff. And this is Ralph. <laughs> Keep it scary. <laughs> <laughs>